Welcome to Scary Basement. Each week, me and my friend Mikey are drawn inexplicably and supernaturally to this basement, which is full of Pokedexes that only store 149 Pokemon, a bird with human hands instead of wings, a flashlight that only turns on when you lie, and the devil's favorite coffee mug. I'm Roxy Polk. And I'm Mikey McCaller. Mikey, how about we start out today, as we always do, with the scariest things that happened to us this week. What went down in your life outside the scary basement that spooked you to your bones? Roxy, I was watching a movie on Tubi. Okay. You know Tubi? Yeah, but in fact, that's how I watched this week's episode. (laughs) Hey, maybe you saw this ad too then. (laughs) Possibly. There is a commercial that interrupted the film we're (laughs) watching or reviewing this episode for like life insurance. Okay. Where it was like a dad coming home and like an axe swung down and he like blocked it with his briefcase and he what? like opened the fridge and it like shot a, an arrow. And the tagline at the end of the ad was, life insurance so good, they'll want you dead. What the fuck? I know. It was upsetting. That's and then- extremely messed up. <laughs> in the fine print of the ad, it had to say- but seriously, though, the policy is void if you intentionally kill a policyholder. Like, they had to cover their legal bases for their off-taste joke. And I was just like, there are psychopaths making ads. That is a human being who does not understand the context of being a human being in the world. Like, who well, does not of, understand like, how upsetting advertising that Advertising is supposed to be about manipulating your emotions and your desires and stuff to make you want to buy a thing. So it makes sense that, like, they're extremely manipulative, maybe not great people working there who thought, <laughs> oh, yeah, this isn't sociopathic at all. <laughs> that's a, See, that's a great point. Uh, the, this is a psychopath who doesn't know how to hide behind the mask. Yeah. They're, they're not a very good psychopath, but somehow they've been hiding in plain sight as an ad exec or something, I guess. Chilling. Roxy, what was scary that happened to you this week? So if you recall, either last week or a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about how like a bunch of my lights for my stream setup died. Mm. Well, yet again, I had a different one. This time it was a smaller mm. ring light and it reflects off of some of the stuff in my gr- background from time to time. So I was like, you know what? I'll try this smaller desk mounted one that I bought six months ago and see if that works plugged it in nothing it's just dead (laughs) and if i had tried it six months ago i could have still returned it and would have had the receipt but now i don't have the receipt i don't have the original box i can't return that it's just a paperweight roxy what if that act of returning it was a final destination style when you went to return that box a light fell from the ceiling and would have sliced you in half oh damn okay well then i mean maybe i should be thinking it then i guess (laughs) i think you gotta give that paperweight light a little kissy I guess so. I'll have to find it after this uh, in the garbage and do just that. I think that. it saved you. <laughs> I think it's your savior. <laughs> Here he comes. It's Demon Bot. The old Demon Bot. Mikey and Roxy, this week you were tasked to watch the 1998 original Japanese horror film Ringu, directed by Hideo Nakata and starring Nanako Matsushima, Miki Nakatani, and Yuko Yakeuchi. Did you watch the film, and if so, how many days ago did you watch it? This is important. Yes, I watched it. I did, in fact, watch Ringu. Good. Then you may keep your souls. We know how this works by now. Well, do we? I mean, hey, give him lip service. Somebody needs to. I'm down Listen, for letting you continue to do this. <laughs> Charlie Brown, time after time, had that football pulled away by Lucy. Eventually, he's got to kick it, right? Um, sure. <laughs> okay. I think this is it. I think he's letting us have it this time. Roxy, for anybody who hasn't seen Ringu, what do you say we give them a plot summary? 
Okay. Yeah. For now. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> we were good. I was ready to go. I was ready to go. And then he, he did it. He's he did changing it. up his, his, uh, MM, MO now because, yeah. uh, we're getting too complacent. <laughs> he, he's a master chessman, the demon bot. He is always <laughs> thinking what our next move is going to be. <laughs> Before okay. the demon bot came back and totally rocked us, Roxy, do we want to do a plot recap for the movie Ringu? Let's do a Ringu plot cap. Yeah, plot recap. Yes. Plot cap. <laughs> plot cap. I'm shortening it for no reason. I don't mind calling it a plot cap. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> plot cap. Just put a plot cap on your head and then you know the entire movie. All right. The All right, movie Ringu starts with two teens talking about a cursed videotape that kills whoever watches it in seven days. These teens go from spooked to laughing about how silly that sounds, then right back to spooked when it turns out one of the teens actually did watch that very tape. She is killed mysteriously, and her friend, who is in the house, loses her mind by witnessing the experience. Meanwhile, main character Reiko has been doing a news story on this cursed videotape urban legend and is interviewing local teens about it. She then attends her niece's funeral. It turns out her niece was the girl who was killed in the opening scene. It's all connected. Mm. She talks to teens outside who were presumably her niece's friends, who tell her that Four people who went to a, a camping trip in a cabin in Izu Prefecture died that same day, her niece included. Reiko finds some photos of the trip, and after a particular timestamp, all the teens' faces in their photos become distorted. The photos give her the clues to the location and possible timeline, so Reiko can make her way to the cabin. Nothing seems suspicious until she finds an unmarked videotape at the reception desk. When she watches the tape alone back at the cabin, she is assaulted by strange and unsettling images from the television. When the tape ends, she sees the reflection of a girl wearing white with long black hair standing beside her. And yet, when she turns, there's no one there. The next day, Reiko asks her ex-husband Ryuji for help. She asks him to take her photo, and when he does, her face becomes distorted just like the photo of the teens from earlier. Ryuji is intrigued by the photo and watches the tape. Afterwards, he says that, that she should make a copy so they can study the tape at his college where he works. They do this and are able to hear a message that one of the figures in the tape says, Frolic in brine, goblins be thine. <laughs> this saying is specifically from the Izu Prefecture. They then find a newspaper article that was featured in the tape, and it is about a volcanic eruption on Oshima Island and a lady prophet who warned them that it would happen. Reiko takes her son to stay with her father while she and Ryuji investigate. That night, while Reiko is asleep, her son watches the tape, the ring tape. Reiko awakens and now knows she has to save not only herself and her ex-husband from the curse, but now her young son. He says his cousin's ghost made him do it, showing that the curse twists those who it kills even beyond death. Reiko and Ryuji head to Oshima Island and learn that an ESP researcher who was interested in a lady prophet had an affair with her and they had a child. The scandal caused him to lose his job and the lady prophet committed suicide by diving into a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> they meet the lady prophet's brother and Ryuji reveals that he has psychic abilities and is able to know what the man saw and the secrets he kept. The brother wanted to make money off of his sister's abilities, so he brought journalists to a demonstration. But when the journalists turn on the reception saying it's a scam, one of them dies, killed by Sadako, the daughter of the researcher and the prophet lady. From this knowledge, they deduce that Sadako created the cursed tape through sheer force of rage and hatred. She was killed by her father and dumped in a well, the world never knowing who she was or what happened to her. And not only that, 
Sudoku had not died from the initial hit or from the fall. She scraped her hands bloody trying to crawl out of the well, but she could not escape. It took her seven days to die. She now curses others with the same agonizing timeline. Reiko and Ryuji discovered the well that Sadako died in under the original cabin in which Reiko watched the tape. They work up until the deadline for when Reiko is supposed to die, and eventually are able to find Sadako's body and give her a proper burial, thinking this will end the curse. When Reiko does not die, it appears to work. However, the next day, Ryuji's TV screeches to life, and Sadako crawls out of it, her mere presence twisting his face in terror and killing him. <laughs> the curse has not been lifted at all! Not at all! Not at all! <laughs> what did Reiko do that Ryuji didn't? Why did she survive? A clue from Ryuji's ghost makes her realize it was making a copy of the tape and having someone else watch it. Reiko is now faced with having to save her child by sacrificing someone else. She calls her father, asking for a favor as she goes to pick up her son. The sky is dark as she drives to her destination, and we are left never knowing what her final actions are, or if her child survives. Yikes! <laughs> that's Ringu that. Ringu was scary that's a Ringu I know it really is like I hadn't seen this since I was like maybe in high school initially and re-watching it I remember basically nothing and for like a movie that came out in 97 and that a lot of things kind of similar to like Rosemary's Baby how it established a lot of things that then were mm -hmm. influenced by it so it felt like you had kind of seen it in a way this movie is very similar the ghost with the long dark hair and the white outfit the way it moves mm -hmm. around all jerky like nobody had been doing that before and then this movie yeah. did it and then every movie after it feels like it did it <laughs> that's how you um, have to walk if you're a horror movie ghost now exactly especially if you've got that exact same Sadako look <laughs> I will say the first scene in this movie I didn't care for Okay, like, like the setup I'm of the teens. Of, it, yeah, there's the two teens, and I am so over this horror movie trope of like, ha ha ha, I got you. Uh -huh. And this movie like is a big offender of it because it you made reference of it in the recap here, like the flip flocking back and forth. I was like, so did she watch the tape or didn't she? Yeah, it's kind of like pointless, I guess, or she's just like yeah. trying to make herself feel better. She was playing it straight. Then based on her friend's reaction, she was like, oh, I can't really talk to her about this and I don't want it to be real. So haha, it was just mm -hmm. a joke. And it's like, oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I, I am officially placing a moratorium. From now on, no movies that are made in the horror genre are allowed to do the, are you messing with me? And then the friend going like, uh, I, got, I got you. We're done. We're done with it. Again, this feels like that. another very early trope that then everything after it does it now. So like when Ringu mm -hmm. did it, Mikey, it was probably fresh and new and more scary. <laughs> that could be. It's one of those things where, like, uh, they need to cram a jump scare in. So it'll be like the friend was just hiding in the closet. I'm over it. From now oh, on, okay. jump scares yeah. need to be earned. Which I think this movie, uh, right after this first scene, does really well. It does do jump scares, but they all come from this, like, really natural place. Like, there's a scene a couple beats later where Reiko's sister comes into the, like, her daughter's room when Reiko's, like, there investigating. And she's mm -hmm. like, this is where I found my daughter. And we see that scene. And it's really upsetting. It's not a, so much a jump scare. It just, like, cuts pretty suddenly to her opening the door. And it yeah. builds a little bit. There's like two or three shots total, but it's just like really scary and jarring. <laughs> like, yeah. Knocked me backwards. And I think a lot of that has to do with the uh, audio in this movie and how it's handled. Like there is some very distinct music tracks and everything and like mm. some stuff to kind of aid in what's going on on screen. But when you think of a jump scare in a Western movie and even particularly like 
the Western adaptation of Ringu, which is just the ring. Mm-hmm. The way they treat the jump scares is completely different. Like, I was watching some mm. side-by-sides because they did try a little harder than, I think, a lot of other adaptations that will end up coming after it, you know, to match things. And mm-hmm. it's very much like they've got that... Uh, God, there's like a term in music for it where it's like a rising tension kind of sound. You've heard it like a million times where it just feels mm-hmm. like it's going to keep escalating and escalating but doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then they do a jump scare to kind of like... yeah. Do that. This movie doesn't. It utilizes silence to its advantage. So when something happens, it is very jarring like that mm-hmm. because they're just having like a quiet conversation and then suddenly you see a close up of that. Right. Like yeah. it does feel like it is, it is like matter of fact. It's like these are the things that are happening next for us to tell this story. Yeah. And like particularly the scene where after she watches the videotape, when Reiko watches the tape for the first time and we see Sadako in the reflection of the TV, mm-hmm. like. There's no jump scare noise at that at all. She just stops watching it. It shows her looking at her own reflection, and then she's just standing back there. And, and that's like, oh. I had to rewind that a couple of times. I couldn't tell. I was like, she was reacting to something. That shot is very strange, and that it's just like kind of. Oh, you didn't see it initially. No. Oh, I had to, okay. I had to rewind a couple of times <laughs> to double check that there was <laughs> something in there. And I'm glad there was. Yeah, and I think similarly, too, that's how she sees uh, her ex-husband's ghost when he's, like, pointing at the copy of the tape to tell her, like, it's because mm-hmm. he copied the tape. Because that's what he was trying to, like, telephone her right before he died. <laughs> to be like, I figured it out, oh no, and now I'm dying. <laughs> I don't like this part dying. Uh, it did feel like, and I'm glad they eventually pulled the trigger on this, it did feel like early on, like, this kid needs to watch the ring tape. This little boy... Oh, Yoichi, yeah. who we love so much, like that is going to be our driving goal throughout the movie. It's like we have to solve the ring curse before it gets my baby boy. And it's like kind of this interesting timeline. Like I was halfway through, I was just like, I kind of wish that the little kid had watched it first. And then oh, she was like was the trying to save it because there was kind of this idea that like she would die. But she was like, I don't know. She was like weirdly OK with it. And yeah, then we just maybe she didn't believe it or something. I don't know. Right. But then if it happens to her kid, then it's like, oh, yeah, of course I am on board with her. Like, the fact that she ends up not getting killed by the curse, like, I understand why they did it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, halfway through, I was like, that would have been a much stronger driving force if she's got to save her baby boy. I almost thought, like, I couldn't remember if the kid had watched it with the cousin earlier. So I was like, wait a minute, Mm. are they going to pull a twist where, like, he already watched it and he's got less time or something? Uh, which they didn't end up doing, but it is still like the cousin's ghost. Because So that's the thing that I also hadn't remembered, is that Ryuji had psychic powers. And that's why, essentially, <laughs> they broke up and why he is distant from his son and wants nothing to do with him. Because he's like, we never should have had a kid because he's going to have psychic powers too and it uh-huh. fucking sucks. <laughs> um, it's so funny to break up with somebody because of their psychic power. <laughs> Well, you can tell that it was more like he did it. I don't think the wife had a problem with it necessarily. Cause like she the way it was she, cool. Or at least like she didn't mind. It didn't hamper her the way she felt about him, I would guess. You get kind of that vibe that he pushed her away instead of she left, I guess. It's very Spider-Man in that like he's like, I have this power and I can't force the people in my life to deal with it. So I will walk away. <laughs> Which is not a heroic move anymore. That's another thing. Okay, It's not. It seemed more like he just couldn't deal with it. Like he wasn't strong enough to deal with it or he regretted it and then just couldn't confront that or take responsibility for it, um, which is pretty shitty. (laughs) These are the three tropes I'm done with. Okay. What? Friends 
telling a little lie and then going like, ha ha, I was just kidding in a horror movie. That's dumb. <laughs> Heroes saying, I can't subject you to a relationship with me because I have too much responsibility being a hero. That's done. That's over. I don't yeah. want to see that in any more movies. And number three, hospital scenes. They're always bad. They're always dumb. You got to do them in horror movies. I get it, but cut them. Cut them out. Move what on. What if it's just, I don't know, do you mean like when the chase scenes culminate in horror movies or like the end of a horror movie where the character's injured in, in a hospital and then that's just where the climax is or just in general moratoriums I on think, every hospital ever? I think we're done with hospitals and horror movies. <laughs> Sick of it. Uh, Scream 4 full of hospitals. Shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> Scream 5 full of hospitals. Scream loves hospitals. Always bad. That's always a bad place. Slash, They've always got to do the stupid. tend to because people I mean, get stabbed it. a lot. I know. We should just accept that if you get stabbed in the stomach, you are not going to die and you don't have to go to the hospital. <laughs> I mean, that's what uh, Scream 5 told us. So, yeah. Boy, did it. That tracks. <laughs> what else is going on in Ringu? Uh, oh, I also want to talk about how this Ryuji, his actor, he is from Lost as well. I didn't pick up on that he's a very minor role in lost right he's, he's in like, like one of the last seasons i think in the last season he like runs the other's temple yeah yep but i just thought it was funny that we have another movie that has a uh, someone who appeared in lost on it and i, I was waiting it. for you to like text me about it crazily and to be like yeah. oh my god there he is from it was, lost but it, it been was so you long. who told me <laughs> yes <laughs> which is shameful for me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> this movie does this I, I, I it makes sense for the structure of the film that i really really liked most of that it kind of tells us the days and that she's yes, like going through as she moves through. It'll, it'll say like Monday, September 14th, and we are tracking how many days she has left until the ring gets her. Yeah, it's a really great way to just establish a framework with this timeline and like heighten anxiety every time mm -hmm. you see it because you're like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> and they one do, there's... There's one time, I think I still like this, but for a different reason. There is one mm -hmm. day where it's just a very short scene. <laughs> where she, I don't remember even which, oh, but yeah, I wrote it down. Not much happens that day. I wrote down, <laughs> what did she do with the rest of September 14th? Read? I can't <laughs> like, even remember which day that was. What was she doing? What was she I don't either. doing? Okay. But there was one very short scene. Like, she went and they, and they like, progressed the investigation or whatever. Uh -huh. But she just, like for 10 minutes went with uh, Ryuji somewhere and they did something and then it was just like September 15th and I was like oh, oh maybe right. it was looking whole... at the articles and stuff like when they she had a whole night when they took the tape the copy of the tape to the college and like were looking at it maybe that uh -huh. and then just his know. student Probably. walks in and they're like oh shit turn it off so she doesn't see the Ringu tape and it's like you guys could have locked the door oh no it was de it was definitely <laughs> after that Okay, because there's two scenes where they're like oh yeah shit we can't be watching this like where other people could walk in so then they go to a different room and that's where they hmm. find the article and everything. So what What did you Damn, think? Damn, did I think that assistant was going to watch that tape and get her ass uh, ring murdered? Yeah, actually, I was kind of surprised she did not do that either. Because she seemed like she was a little precocious and maybe like a little kind of, uh, what's, I guess precocious is the right word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a little rascal, that's the word She's I want. She's a rascal. She was <laughs> messing with his ghost calculations that he had on a chalkboard. <laughs> He was doing math to figure out when his psychic powers were going to be at their peak during the full moon. And she's like, I I'll guess change so. this plus to a minus. And then he'll wander out into the river <laughs> and his psychic powers won't turn on. So one of the things they do with his psychic powers is that he sees visions and eventually Reiko is able to see them too. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the movie, you don't really know what his deal is. He will sometimes react differently when he walks into a room mm. and like he's feeling some sort of energy or something is wrong here, but he's like not going to tell her about it because it doesn't affect her and he doesn't want to worry her, I guess. He's a noble hero. Spider-Man swings away <laughs> from Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah. 
But later on, when we need to see it for narrative purposes, and maybe it's because she's getting closer to death because of the timeline, is what mm. I kind of guess, she's able to see some of the memories and like see what he sees. They're in this black and white kind of filter zone, and he can see past events like as they happened. So you get right. to see that scene where Sadako kills her first man, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> just by looking at him. Pretty tight to kill somebody with your mind. I mean, he was heckling her mom and making her scared on stage and saying she was a cheat and a liar, but her psychic powers were real, and Sadako was like, here, I'll kill you to show you they're real. <laughs> yeah. You know what they say, Sadako? Don't engage with the trolls. Uh, she just destroys them all, so she doesn't have to engage with them, I guess. So Yeah, but this is this movie is a lesson against <laughs> responding to trolls because things do, things do not I don't know if you watch the end of this movie, things don't end well for Sadaku. I mean, she's kind of the only one who's okay, right? She's still carrying on the curse. Her videotape is gonna either get copied or she's gonna kill that little boy, which I guess is fun for her. I don't Roxy, know. Roxy, this is a this is a great question. Do you see <laughs> do you see it as a happy ending <laughs> for Sadaku that she gets to first of all now that we're talking about it, maybe it is a happy ending because For it's like, Sadako, yeah, <laughs> she got to make a movie. You know, that's my dream. That's <laughs> so many yeah, that's true. Dreams. And it's literally infectious. If people want to live, they have to pass it on. So they are forced to make other people watch it. It's truly the first viral video. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, my God. You've got to see this. <laughs> it's also kind of like this trend of horror movies in the 90s where it involved technology like there's one mm -hmm. called one miss call that's about like cursed cell phones there's another one called pulse which is about like the internet that is cursed <laughs> <laughs> and so they got this one which is like cursed vhs tape which is interesting there have been plenty of western movies that do that as well but it's kind of a neat idea to see like anxieties of the time when you think of vhs now it sounds so like analog and like basic mm -hmm. compared to like what we have but i guess you know emerging technologies can be kind of frightening when people don't understand it or it's a vehicle to be like oh we interact with this in a certain way let's change it up and see what that does and i i will say this kind of gets into the big idea of the movie mm. but to me what was scariest about this movie was something that was not really in existence at the time it was made huh and it is the idea of horrifying videos on the internet like okay yeah in thinking about like, uh, I, I kind of thought about it as the, the spectrum of horrible videos, right? On one end, you have the truly disgusting. You have the two girls, one cup kind of videos mm -hmm. where they're like, they're porny or they're scatological, but like everybody's kind of seen them and you kind of know about them. And then and you it's have just like on the gross. It's not necessarily frightening and like, somebody's going to kill you. It's just right. you. <laughs> but then I would argue on the other end is like the Steve Irwin getting killed by the manta ray video that I know is out there. They're like videos of like people actual like snuff dying. films, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And there are these videos that are horrifying to watch. And what I found so interesting about this movie is like, I didn't necessarily know the rules of the ring. So I thought that when she descended into the well and gave that skeleton a kissy, uh -huh. <laughs> I thought she was curing the curse. And so yeah, I was like, like it oh. makes sense. That's what it, that's what you feel like. Like it wants yeah. you to think that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a really good misdirect, actually. Yeah. But I'm like wondering, is the idea being that like the way we process the trauma that is being that is being put on display in these horrific sex and murder videos to go to the originator of the videos and solve their trauma? 
(laughs) Which is probably not the way to uh, deal with those. But then I thought what was kind of interesting about, again, thinking about it through this lens of like how we pass on, like, do we forward the two girls one cup link to our buddies? (laughs) The answer is to just show your friends and move on. (laughs) Like, forget about it. You're going to probably inflict this on them. And then there's kind of this this sharing of the horror <laughs> that we now have seen this thing together and we share this thing. And so uh, the kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, the moral of this movie is like, bring more people in when you have accidentally gone too far in learning about the lives of other people. I don't know if I'd say that's the moral of it, but I'd say it's definitely something that's kind of saying like suffering by yourself is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking to people for help, Sometimes that is going to draw them into it, too, and they'll be just as cursed as you, or maybe Mm -hmm. they can help you. You never know. In this case, she brought Ryuji in to help. He was there to, like, you know, kind of emotionally take this journey and try and support and help her figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then unknowingly, she literally passed it on to him and saved herself. Mm -hmm. The, The minute he saw that video, she was fine, but she didn't know that. So she's under this suspicion or not suspicion but like under this knowledge that she thinks that both of them are gonna die it's her fault because she showed it to Mm -hmm. him and then when she's the only one that makes it out you know like she doesn't even have time to be like oh shit that me not knowing how this worked killed him she's just like Mm -hmm. well now my son's gonna die too so i gotta do something and like she calls her dad and asks her dad for a favor what do we think about this move okay so you're gonna keep it in the family and be like do you love your grandson enough to die for him and like let the curse end with you or you help us not have your grandson die not have my son die and then we'll find someone afterwards to pass it on after you watch it so like i don't know if they were planning to end it with the grandpa or if it's he's just gonna be the next step so they have another week to find someone else and keep perpetuating it we don't know yeah i guess that's it like i i was upset by the ending uh yeah like wh- which parts of it all of it or like- just no no just the choosing of the grandpa i didn't yes. want her to pick the grandpa he was a very nice grandpa who loved his grandson a lot like why would she pick him i just feel like there's anybody else you could have shown it to well i think that's it she probably felt like she had to take responsibility and she couldn't just ask some random stranger to be like are you prepared to die for my child or am i gonna make you die for my child without you knowing it so i think that was her maybe taking responsibility but also it is dooming someone else to die so that fucking sucks and dooming yeah the sweet grandpa her nice father who cared about her and her son (laughs) well i guess that's what i mean like he's the last one to do anybody else i would like any other choice i get more than the nice grandpa who you seem to have a good relationship with that he like it's probably just like he's the only one you can ask to do that if you're gonna try and end the curse if you ask him would you sacrifice for my son i guess is probably can i I tell you who the answer is this is the answer what the sister the sister whose daughter just died she's ready to die she just lost her daughter she's empty she's not here for it anymore (laughs) she's not stoked to be alive i wonder if because sadako can like manipulate the ghosts i don't know if it's manipulating the ghosts or like their spirits of the people she kills or if it's just like using their form i'd say she's like literally trapping their ghosts because ryuji gives her like a hint after he's Mm. dead um, but so she can like twist them like she did with uh the niece. So maybe they'd be trapped together. So maybe she would almost prefer it if she's like, I get to be with my daughter, even if we're right. twisted ghost versions. That's yeah. better than just surviving without her. 
So who knows? Maybe she'd actually be into it. I think she would have been stoked to watch the ring. I think she would have loved to watch the ring and she'd be counting down the days. She would be sitting down uh, with a good book. A good book that makes the time go fast, you know? Because you just, it, like, for that mom, watching the ring would be like Christmas Eve for a week. Like, you're just so excited to, to, to get murdered the next morning and go open her presents, which is seeing her daughter again. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's an interesting thing you could do with that. Or just, again, like you just pass it on to somebody who doesn't know. It could be, uh, we talked about this off screen before we started the podcast episode, but this is very much like It Follows took this idea mm-hmm. in a way. Now, I don't know if it's like directly from it, especially because it's dealing with like some different themes. But it was interesting how it is kind of like you pass it on. So if you can tell someone to be prepared for how to pass it on, you know, either it's you make sure they're locked in so they can't get out of watching this tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they watch it, then you're like, okay, well, if you don't do this, you're going to die. So uh, maybe right. go do this. I would say It Follows is very concerned with like the ethical ramifications of the idea of passing on a yeah. horror or something. Which, since that was a twist. Like, this movie, it is a, it is very much an afterthought. This movie, it's all about yeah, like- Yeah, it's the twist, so we didn't get to address it. Yeah. Yeah, it's sol- this movie is a mystery, which I think works really well. It's like solving the mystery of this tape. And like, I think some of the most effective moments are them getting closer. Like it almost becomes this like detective story yes, where they're like is, solving so. clues. And when they get to the hotel and open it and we see like, oh, my God, that's the mirror from the movie. We're like, it's thrilling. It's yeah. the same thrill that you get as like a detective gets closer and closer to finding the killer in a standard film noir. It's like very exciting. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> what, a, what a cool movie this is. And the, the movie itself is scary. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Especially for the time when it came out. It was a huge cultural kind of <laughs> impact movie. Oh, I, I mean, specifically like the Both Ring in movie. Japan and in America. The movie that they watch oh, is like, yes, that the too. images yeah, yeah. are upsetting. <laughs> they <laughs> the are. The things that we are seeing are, are tangibly, like, the, there's like a newspaper article that is like distorted in the film that they mm-hmm. find later. It's like the words are moving and it just says eruption, which is like yeah. a scary word. Especially because it's very giant and the way it, the words crawl across the page, it's almost kind of like they're alive in a way. Yeah. Dude, cool. This is also based. Cool movie. It is. It's also based off of a book, too, which I haven't read the book itself, but I have heard it's like relatively faithful. I mean, you have to do okay. stuff for time. And then there's also like sequels, both to the book and the movie. So I was poking into those sequels. Oh, were you really? Okay. Wild, wild choices being made. Really? That I okay. I don't like. I don't like any of the choices. So I saw like the American movie and the American sequels, but I actually haven't seen. I think Spiral is the sequel. So here's what they did for the the Japan sequels. Okay. They made Spiral. They adapted Spiral. Okay. And it came out at the same time as Ringu. What the fuck? So also in 1997? Yeah. That's weird. And then everybody hated Spiral. So they were just like, okay, we're just going to make The Ring 2. And they just oh. made they just ignored Spiral and a couple years later just made another sequel. Oh man, okay. Is it better? I don't know. I, I mean, I just read the Wikipedia plot summaries, so I can't say one way or the other. But I like will tell you the wise. choices they make with our characters from this movie, I didn't care for in either, honestly. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I don't need to read those summaries. made me upset. Oh, no. I think I'm going to not watch them. I think I'm going to just let That's my love fair. for this movie exist. And yeah, just maybe have just it. watch the American ring, so then you can kind of see the differences. Oh, that would probably that. be way more fun. I like Naomi Watts. Yeah, especially like because, Wells. like, the final scene where Ryuji dies... Like, it's very effective until, like, 
when he falls on the floor, his face twists, and then they put a weird, like, video filter over it. Mm-hmm. That was very much like, this is a fragment from, like, the time that this was made, <laughs> that, like, maybe back in the day that was scary, but it looks, like, not great here. That was the other thing. They did that in the opening scene, too, and I did not like Yeah, it. It, it's it's not scary. If anything, it puts more distance between it because it looks more grainy and less grounded mm-hmm. in reality. Right. And I think that's something that the got. I So I think the adaptation, the American adaptation, came out in, like, 2002 or 2004. Um, And what they did to people's faces after they watched the movie is, like, something that I remember traumatizing me as a child and, like, I couldn't look uh-huh. at it. It, like, distorts people's faces, their mouth gets really wide and, like, fucked up. Cool. It's way more horrifying. <laughs> Roxy, this is one question I do want to ask you before I have my actual question for you. Okay. Do you remember the shot where they're, like, our two leads, whose names I've already forgotten now. Reiko and Ryuji. <laughs> Riku and Ryuji are watching the, like, police footage of the two teens who died in the car. Mm, yes, yeah. And I think it's the first time we see a face in this movie yeah. distorted. Like, they, like, open the door and the girl's face falls out. Mm-hmm. And they, like, kind of push her back in. And we get, I can't tell if I actually saw this or not. Like, I went back and watched this three or four times. It looks like the other kid in the car is, like, leaning forward. Oh. And you see his face, too. Did you see this? Did you notice this at all? I guess I was so focused on the girl in the car. And also, I noticed that her panties were, like, sort of down. And I was like, what? That's a weird choice. And then the translation on... Yeah, the translation on Tubi is, like, a British translation. So, like, they say mom instead of mom. And then they say, like, oh, the teens were <laughs> snogging in the car. And then they died. I saw that, too. <laughs> I like snogging. Yeah, so they were getting into it, and then they just died in the middle of it, which is uh, too bad. (laughs) If so, I was so distracted by that, I did not see his face. So he's like looking at her, like looking out towards the camera. I honestly can't tell if he is in the shot or not. Oh, okay. If it was my brain imagining his shot, it's the most horrifying face I've ever seen. Okay. And if it is in the shot, then like way to go, guys, because you made the most horrifying face I've ever seen. Oh, no. I think we talked about like before how I had like I woke up in the middle of the night and saw like my stuffed Mickey Mouse like making oh, a horrifying yes. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of that. It was like if my imagination was crafting this face. It's way more scary than like seeing an actual oh, thing. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh chill. <laughs> okay, now I have a different question for you. Okay, what, what hit me? Say you've watched The Ring, right? Yes. The cursed video in the movie. Yeah. You've yes. watched the video that is of The Ring. Uh-huh. And you've got to survive, obviously. You've got a lot going on. You've got a family you got to take care of. You love anime so much. You can't die. <laughs> yeah. Anime will keep me alive, Mikey. Yeah, that's what I've always I, said. I, you're going to outlive us all, Roxy. <laughs> no one loves anime. <laughs> like, you love anime. <laughs> Who do you copy and show the ring to to ensure your survival? And then follow-up question, would you tell them what was going on or not? Okay, so I don't think I'd be able to live with not being upfront about it. You're a good person. But... <laughs> I'd like to think I am. There's plenty of stuff I'd fuck up on that I could work on, but I I think at least something like this I could not deal with having killed someone for my own sake uh, without them being okay with it. Mm-hmm. So it made me think about how, Mikey, do you remember how there is a cannibal form and that two cannibals met up and one of them was like, yes, please kill me and eat me. And he was chill <laughs> with that, that. He loved that. Uh, and sure. they did that. And then I think it was in Germany, actually. And the guy who did the killing and the eating become became a celebrity and was not, like, charged for it because it was all consenting adults. Right. So uh, I would and have that, to... And that person who ate the other person went on to be a, a German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Uh, interesting <laughs> little fact. Okay, Mikey, sure. 
<laughs> rewriting reality's canon here. So I would have to find some sort of mm. cursed video fetish website and be like, hey, would you be down for saving my life and dying to a cursed video? It'll be super epic. You want to do it? Roxy, if the deal was there would if they said, yes, I will watch your cursed video, but you have to braise and marinate me for the man who will then come over and eat me. <laughs> oh, okay, so it's a two part. I'd be working with a candle. I mean, um, I would leave before that part happened. Right. You just have to you just have to uh put him in the seasoning and like zip the the Ziploc bag closed and put his body in the fridge so that when the cannibal comes in a day or two, they just have to throw him in the oven. Okay, there you go. Yeah, it would be a, a team effort, but uh, it's all consenting adults, so it's a okay. I love consenting adults. So what about you, Mikey? What would you do? Who would you show so, the Ringo video to and would you tell them? I, I got this friend named Matt who, like, on the group chat thread, he always is, like, sharing videos. He's like, oh, my God, you got to watch this. Oh, my God, see this. And he, like, boop. And then he sends the video. Like, he's always sending us fun videos he's seen. Okay. So I feel like he's the type of person who I could show this video to and not have to worry about him dying because he's definitely going to share it with somebody else. But then what about all the people he shares it with and if they're all your friend group? Don't care. Not my problem. <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> oh, no. I did my job. <laughs> Not really. You just saved your own ass. That's all you did. Yeah. So you're fine with infecting as many people. And I didn't. And I didn't kill anybody myself because the person I showed it to did not die. <laughs> yes, that absolves you from any sort of uh, responsibility One in the entire situation. Degree of separation is more than enough. <laughs> it's like, would you push a button that makes somebody else push a button? That kills one person in the world? Are you a murderer? No, of course do not. Do I need to and like? And then if I get a million dollars for yes, it, yes, you will be a murderer, Mikey. No. You would, you would no. push the button. <laughs> Roxy, okay. By your logic, all mothers should go to jail when their children do murders. No, they didn't force them to do it, <laughs> Mikey. You're force, twisting this. I didn't this. force Matt to do anything. He would have died because you told him that was going to happen. Yeah, but he didn't. He made a choice. He didn't know. He, you're making him kill people without him knowing he's killing people, Mikey. <laughs> Yeah, no, Roxy. We're getting uh, into a bigger I, moral discussion here. I, I think I think a lot of uh, mothers would have issue <laughs> with, with this stance. Yeah, I don't think they're responsible for that. They didn't do it physically. They didn't do a thing. <laughs> hey, I agree. What? What do you mean you agree? You just you were the one that came up with saying it was the thing. Yeah, no, I know. I'm say, I'm saying, I don't think it's real. I, I'm saying by your logic, that's what's going on. This isn't fun. Who cares about? <laughs> semantic debates roxy (laughs) on a scale from one to nine because the number 10 does not exist in the scary basement Uh how likely are the events of ringu to happen in real life so i'd say like the stuff with uh the backstory sadako's backstory shitty married dude cheats on his wife has a secret kid and then disposes of her when he doesn't want to deal with her anymore sure Uh, stuff like that's happened before people breaking up because they're psychic and they had a psychic child and they don't want to deal with that (laughs) responsibility sure but i'd say i don't believe that if you were an angry enough ghost you can create a curse vhs tape so Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna say five out of five this would happen this keeps happening i also said five okay because my, my five logic out of was nine, excuse me, five, five out of nine, nine. Yeah. Uh, just barely <laughs> likely. Yeah. Uh, just in the sense that like, there, I, I would argue that this movie has really good, does a really good job of one unusual thing happening. And that is that in this universe, people can have ESP. Yes. And everything that goes on from that, it's like, I kind of buy. It's like, I buy that if you are 
in control of like psychic, <laughs> the psychic mind space that you can live on after death. Like that mm-hmm. tracks to me that you can imprint yourself, that you can create a tape like that. I don't know why, but because <laughs> as I'm saying it, it all sounds insane. It sounds like four <laughs> insane things happening. Well, it's like essentially like, yeah. a magic thing that you don't understand. You can kind of make it up to be whatever the rules are. So sure. Exactly. Yeah. If this one magic thing happened, which, you know, I don't know, could happen. Yeah, I guess for me, me, it was like it's a physical object. If it was some sort of ghost spirit tape that would disappear after you used it or something, I'd say sure. But it's like a physical item that she has created that you will then have to keep replicating. You're right. Why Why would, even if you can control psychic mind, you can't make a VHS tape. She was like, so angry. That plays on human technology. <laughs> she was so angry she made a VHS tape that plays on I'm, human technology. I'm rounding this down. I'm going back to four. All right. That's probably four, right. Yeah, less than like half. It. Less than half. I think I want to do like that too. I'm walking back my choice as well. Right okay. here. <laughs> Let In the agreement. record reflect. <laughs> there you go. So, Mikey, last week we had a bet for Ringu. And the bet was, how many times is a VHS tape watched in this very movie? I said seven. I said four. And uh, the answer is six. Mm. So, Mikey, you win. I five got one. five. Uh, not, not, to, not that we need to litigate this. I'll take it. But You might be thinking, so when they watch it at the university, they watch it two different times. So they watch it on that tv in his office but then a student comes in so they they have to stop it start okay. it and then replay it in a different room so that might be Great. why your count is off by one <laughs> i'll take it i'll take it i'll take that w so hey yeah you take would. That healthy w like Jameis winston dude i'm eating w's over here yum 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 sport man he did a uh, uh, football player Jameis winston one time made a w sign with his fingers uh-huh. and was like we're gonna eat w's today boys and he was like <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny that if you watch that video you die in seven days oh shit okay well i was gonna look it up afterwards because i need to see this great piece of sports history but i Uh, guess i won't don't so mikey we've been doing a lot of uh watching scary scary movies about watching scary movies so Mm -hmm. i thought why don't i show you a scary cursed internet video love it i would love to watch a scary cursed internet video so the video is called i feel fantastic do you feel fantastic, Mikey? I do. Yeah. This came out in 2004. So imagine the internet on in 2004 and coming across this late one night mm. when you're a kid and you have no idea what what this is about. Just like no context. Okay. Do we want okay. to press play at the same time? Yeah. Okay. We got a little mannequin doll singing. She looks very realistic. <laughs> oh, she's taller than I thought. Look at her fashion. And some cool arm moves. She's got a sweater and some gray pants. Does she have shoes, too? Like, just look at the lighting in this room. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's just one lamp stuck in a corner. I can rotate her hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, do a circle. She's doing like a come see, come saw kind of hand yeah, gesture. Yeah, but just like standing there otherwise. Like her face is rubbery or something because of the way her mouth moves. So it like looks like it's is a this... mannequin, but then it's like got a rubber face kind of. Roxy, is this going to be a jump scare thing? Um, no, if I remember correctly. Oh boy. Which I don't know if that's better or worse because it's very anxiety and it feels like it's ramping up to something, right? 
Am I going to die in seven days? I hope the answer is yes. Uh, well, now that we're watching it, oh, I can tell she's you sinister. yes. In a different outfit. <laughs> she changed clothes. Does she still fa feel fantastic, though? That's what we need to know. The clothes she's wearing now are a little more, like, long-sleeve turtleneck. And it's, like, dark. Her previous so outfit was, like, lighter colored. This is all dark outfit. I almost feel like she's gotten into, like, beatnik poetry. And her feet. Is she wearing shoes, or is that what just her feet look like? <gasps> now she's upside down. What? What is she in? It's, like, some weird... Snow or glitter? She's in the flower field from the end of Metal Gear Solid oh 3. <laughs> And now there's just a zoom in of a backyard. Like zooming in on a tree. Like a plot of land in the backyard. Zooming okay, in and out. She's back in her first clothes. This is positive. This is a positive development. I mean, she says she still she feels fantastic. The situation having changed. She still feels fantastic after all of that. So, uh, according to Joseph Campbell, she's gone on a hero's journey. <laughs> yeah. Having returned to the familiar situation, now changed. She's the master of both worlds. She can both stand up and sing and go outside into the backyard. And uh, do who knows what. Hey, 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 Roxy, hey. unfortunately, I am going to have to uh, kill her. We've got a little. And that's the only way I'm <laughs> going gonna to survive. She's going to come get you. So the urban legend to this video, Mikey, is that this was made by a serial killer. And she is wearing the clothes of the, his victims. And what? that zoom into the backyard is where the victims are buried. What? That was the urban legend going around in 2004 with this video. <laughs> and oh, he no. has them. He has the robot saying, I feel fantastic because that's what he wanted his victims to think while he's killing them because he feels fantastic. <laughs> Roxy, that's upsetting. But that was I the urban legend. I do hope legend. I die in seven days. That is not the reality of it. Do you want me to destroy this, uh, this spooky tale for you or no. keep it a mystery? No. Well, yeah, tell me. Okay, so it's actually, there is kind of like a creepy twinge to it, because it turns out this is, this dude was making like a uh, <laughs> musical project. Mm -hmm. His name is John Bergeron. He's the one who created this, and he initially did it to make like a singing android lady, kind of like yeah. a Hatsune Miku before Hatsune Miku existed. <laughs> but it is one of the it. most creepy things you've seen, and like the music is bad and repetitive. And, like, <laughs> if that is his intent, why is there a shot of the backyard like that? Like, that's really <laughs> creepy. Like, that part still can't be explained. Everybody's like, why did he do that? Did he think it was a mm. good idea to put it in there? Or maybe part of the urban legend is true. Mm. That's where the music comes from. Yeah, it's garnered over 24 million views, Mikey. So 24 million people escaped, got cursed with death and then escaped it by sharing it with people uh -oh. <laughs> on the internet for, like, decades. <laughs> I think we're gonna die soon. <laughs> and honestly good what uh i mean i'd like a little more time personally but uh right you gotta watch you gotta get caught up on uh, a ghost in the shell <laughs> i mean i'd love to rewatch it i uh i love the 2000 you, you, series <laughs> roxy you're gonna be uh, uh like getting mugged and the guy's like aiming the gun at you and then you're just gonna flash back to where you left off in uh, Full Metal Alchemist. You're going to go <laughs> range berserker on this guy. I can't die until I've seen the You're going to get home and you're going to load up the Crunchyroll app. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to say a, a word about it. I mean, that that's for me to know. That's my shonen hero journey. I, that's how I get my power. 
honestly, good for you. <laughs> Here he comes, the old demon bot. Stomping into the room with his metal hoofs. Congratulations, you have successfully reviewed Ringu. Your souls are safe for another seven days. For next week, you must review the 2018 film Hereditary written and directed by Ari Aster and starring Tony Collette, Millie Shapiro, and Gabriel Byrne. If you do not, your souls will be forfeit and I shall claim your bodies as my own. Okay, Roxy, we can do that. We can watch Hereditary. Let's do it. And keep our souls. This movie is quite infamous. I've actually not seen it before, but feel like I know so many of the plot points just because of the way the internet was screaming about it. So ooh, this ooh, will be that's exciting, interesting. <laughs> Very rarely do we watch a movie that I've seen and you haven't. Yeah, exactly. I think it was like Rosemary's Baby and then this. <laughs> that's it. Those are the ones. There's, there's probably another one. I can't think of it right now. Roxy, let's make a bet for next week when we watch Hereditary. Okay, let's do I it. I don't remember how many people die in this movie, but because it's, like, not a slasher movie and it's not, like, a big kill count and it's not, like, driven by yeah, killing people. Yeah, it's kind of like a family drama in a way. I think that uh, a kill count is a good question to ask. It'll be a, a an intriguing question to find the answer to. How many total deaths do you think there are going to be in Hereditary? Okay. Let's, let's do it. I'm going to say four. Okay. I'm going to one-up you and say five. It's messed up what you're doing here, Rob. <laughs> hey, it's Price is Right rules. <laughs> you made the mistake of making your guess first. <laughs> Fucking crazy what you've done. <laughs> the pact is sealed. I mean, the bet is confirmed. Whoever is closest to the number of deaths in the film hereditary shall be declared the winner. The loser must plan a heist to steal the Academy Award that should have gone to Tony Collette. Okay, well, Mikey, we've talked about a lot of cursed things today. Uh, so why don't we talk about something the opposite of that? I don't know why it was so funny to me that you were just like, you know, we've covered a lot of ground. I mean, yeah, a lot of, we've lot of covered curses. Subjects. <laughs> we've covered topics. We've covered themes. <laughs> uh, but on that note, because we've covered so many scary themes and topics, how about we talk about something the opposite of that, which is uh, something making us happy this week. What What is making you happy this week, Mikey? Roxy, I'm playing this uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Ooh. I've never played a Pokemon game before. I'm having so much That's fun. That's wild I'm running to me around. that you've somehow gotten to this age and never played a Pokemon game. And you like Nintendo games, too. It's not like you just didn't yeah. play Nintendo games. So uh, I've, I've said this like a bunch on Video Games, a comedy show, the other uh, podcast I do. But I missed Pokemon. I was at one school in ninth grade, and my friends were just getting into Pokemon. Oh. And then I switched schools to a different school in 10th grade, and my friends were already over Pokemon. Oh, so I just no. like fell through the Pokemon cracks. And were they like, that's a baby game. Play Call of that Duty. <laughs> yeah, Play that Halo. was the vibe. Uh, oh. We had moved on to Yu-Gi-Oh!, which I did play. Oh, what? I was not expecting you to say Yu-Gi-Oh!, what? Yeah. We haven't talked about this before, have we? I don't think so. Mikey. I never, listen, to be clear, Mikey I never watched Mikey secretly likes anime. Shut up. No, he likes anime. Mikey, secret anime fan. I will fan. not have this said about me. <laughs> he did watch Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> I struggle with anime, but I did enjoy the Yu-Gi-Oh card game. <laughs> well, that's, that's How great. How about you, Roxy? What's making you happy? So I was actually looking back at my old stream clips from Twitch. So basically when funny or weird things would happen and like either I or other people like viewers would clip things that they thought was mm -hmm. funny. So it was going, it was very fun going back to see like, did this work? Did this not? Oh, that's a fucking weird thing that I completely forgot that happened. Mm -hmm. 
And there was actually one of us that somebody clipped that I love, which is when we tried that resin evil energy drink. And it was like oh, both yeah. of our reactions to it. <laughs> and it is like so bad. Like I couldn't decide if it was carbonated and you were like, it's like lightning in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. Was just one one of the many ones. I haven't drank them yet, but a friend of mine also bought me a couple more of those Resident Evil energy. Oh, drinks. okay. So are those sealed? Mikey, Mikey yeah. has a shelf behind him with these very energy drinks we're talking about, but they are sealed in mint condition. Okay, we got we got extra Resident Evil business happening <laughs> <laughs> behind us. I mean, it's how uh, to make sure you don't get the T virus. So, uh, so far, it's worked. No T virus for us. So, don't know. Roxy one time got the T virus, but then she flashed back. To where she was in a uh, UU Hakashu, <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she flexed so hard she squeezed the T virus out of her cells and <laughs> continued to watch on Crunchyroll. Now streaming. We're we're Roxy apparently sponsored by each week. Today. <laughs> each week, yes. Roxy, each week the demon bot hires a new monster to guard the basement door, and each week we still escape. Let's take a look at who's guarding the basement today. Okay. Oh god, Roxy. It's a it's a it's a a g- 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 ghost. Okay, what what kind of ghost are we talking? Is it a like regular a regular one? Okay, so it doesn't look like a vengeful ghost or something. It's like a sheet with eye holes cut in it, but it's floating. Are you sure that's a ghost or is it like one of the other monsters around here like cosplaying as a oh, ghost? Oh, good I good call. Let me go pull the sheet off of it. Oh, I, I don't know if you should be doing that. I didn't say do that. Oh, okay. It's not a ghost, Roxy. It's just a mummy. Oh, okay. Well, hey, he learned how to love it. Wait, Mikey, he's reaching out for you. I know mummies are slow, but get away from there. Roxy, it's a m- 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 mummy ghost. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's just run. We okay, gotta run. Quick, li- yeah, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>